When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on the score. What do you think was causing you to think so much and you didn't think too much? You know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching, uh, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. Thinking less, playing more. Could be coaching. More him than coaching. He said a lot of things. Yeah, he did. A lot of context in there to catch. Uh, make sure you've heard it all if you haven't had a chance to, but you probably have. And we try to further the conversation with every little thing that matters. So I can see both arguments here. I can see playing the most recent stuff first, which is Ryan Poles today on Justin Fields and the whole thing. Uh, But Lugetsi, we also haven't heard. And that was today. And he was the one whose name uh, was not said directly by Justin, but whose name was implicated when coaching was brought up. I'm fine to do either one. I will dealer's choice. Go right ahead. Would you like to hear Lugetsi first? Or would you like to hear Justin Fields first? I'm fine with either. Anybody have a strong you, opinion you here? Mean, you mean Ryan Poles? Ryan Poles, yes. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, because it's both. It's, it's on Justin, on the offense, on what the passing game is going to evolve to, all that stuff. I think Ryan is clarifying the perspective from the entire organization and should probably be heard first because then once we hear Getze, we can talk about what we're actually dealing with here on the football field that we might see on Sunday and beyond. Sounds great. So here is Ryan Poles after his impromptu press conference, everything he had to say on Justin Fields. In terms of Justin, I can't even be, I can't be more clear than this. No one in our entire building, none of our coaches, see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He has always taken ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He takes it head on, he works, he grinds, he puts his head down. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches uh, to find solutions. Um, you know, a lot of everyone, really everyone's trying to figure out like what, what's going on. In my opinion, you got a young quarterback trying to figure it out. You have a guy who hasn't had the cleanest start of his career, who last year, you know, with the roster, had to put his the team on the back, do some unbelievable things athletically. Now he gets talent around him and has to figure out and balance when to do those cool things athletically, when to lean on others. And that is a sometimes a great place to live in. And that takes time. That takes time on task for him to take that next step. And everyone's on board helping him get into that place for him to be successful. Uh, and just to finish, I said it from the beginning. I feel good about this roster on paper. It's got to gel. It's got to work together. It doesn't happen overnight. Would you like it to? Absolutely. I wish the preseason was cleaner. Uh, where everyone was going, a ton of reps. It didn't happen that way. We had to adjust. I believe that we have a better team. It takes time to gel. We're doing things the right way. And unfortunately, sometimes the right way is the hardest way. 
but in order to have su- success for a long period of time, we got to go through these things uh, to be a good football team. What's the disconnect between you hear Blue say that the 12 game losing streak isn't affecting anybody, it's not affecting anybody's mental mentality, it's not mounting on anybody, but then a couple days later, the quarterback comes out and he's clearly frustrated and, and, and kind of airs some of those things publicly. There seems to be a disconnect between it's not impacting us and then what happened in here yesterday. I think what he was talking about is like it's a completely, it's not a complete, it's the majority of the team, it's very different than what it was last year. And mentally, we don't just drag every year with us into the next year. Um, when you're not winning games, like I can see the connect there. Um, in terms of Justin and his frustration, I mean, the, the guy has been successful, you know, the moment he stepped into high school football. So he's dealing with adversity and dealing with taking this game to the next level through many different situations and change. Um, so I think that's kind of where you get the frustration. Do you give Do you give credence though to what he said yesterday initially about coaching being a reason, part of the reason, not the only reason, part of the reason he's overthinking in games? I think anytime when it comes to players and it comes to success, like it's everybody. Like when I listened to him and that whole deal, like the majority of it was like, all right, I got to create this clarity. I got to get better. I thought he took ownership of everything. You didn't. He didn't have to say anything about that. Our coaches are like, how can we make you better? How can we help you be successful? Um, and there's always that balance. So I don't. No one took it personally. Like we all know, we have a hand in our success, and we want him to be successful. And it takes everyone for him to be successful, including himself. And I thought he kind of hit on all of that. So it was no shock to to anyone. You guys, your coach has spent the entire offseason with Justin to take that next step. You know, working on stuff that elevate him. Mm -hmm. That that hasn't happened, and I realize we're looking at a small sample size here. Two ball games. What's the level of disappointment that, you know, it's at where it is right now? Yeah, I think I kind of hit on that. Like, early in training camp, I thought you saw a lot of that come together. And in training camp, quarterbacks live in a bubble right They're they're in this they don't get hit they can chill out so then the next step is preseason to get that going well we had some different situations where we had to make some calls in terms of guys being out is that risk management is that is that gonna is it good for us is it bad for us how we're we gonna handle that so then we move to the regular season and some of these live reps are happening now and we have to build through that for him to take the next step so um It's a work in progress, but I think it's really a time on task to get used to this new setup that he has and balancing when to do the athletic thing and then when to use his arms and and his arm and lean on other people. So he is projecting calm, right? That's what he's trying to do there. And he's saying, we don't take Justin Fields as a finger pointer. We don't think he bust tossed anybody. He's experiencing adversity and all of that. As for the explanation, He's putting a lot on preseason that he wishes there were more reps. You know how I feel about preseason. It is true that offense is down through the majority of the league. And it sounds like he wishes that they had a more aggressive preseason approach, but didn't because of the Tevin Jenkins injury and Nate Davis being gone for personal reasons. That strikes me as something you say when your players aren't playing well. I agree. And how many more reps could it have possibly been? Could have been some in the games themselves. Yeah, but but, but, but I mean, but what's the number? 20 more passes? Maybe. Th- you know what I mean? It, it, it's not a big number. And yes, I get the argument. He needs every rep he can get. But it's not, it's not much. And when he's like, well, and in practice, they're in a bubble. 
So is C.J. Stroud. No, I know. He just threw for 380 yards I, as, and, a, as, and, a, as a second-game rookie. You know where I was in August? I wanted him to play. I wanted him to play a lot because of what he's saying there, the time on task. Like, I thought— uh, My he, point is I just—I I, I can't imagine it's this broken because Justin wasn't hit in practice and he didn't play a ton in the preseason— because he's more broken than guys with less experience and people who played less than he did maybe in the preseason. I mean, I, I thought Poles does a nice job at the beginning of describing what Fields is doing, the difficulty of it all, and how he needs time on task. A young quarterback trying to figure it out. I think it's. I, I think they made the wrong choice to not give him more time on task during preseason games. And I think when you come out after week two and says he needs more time on task, that's frankly proof positive uh, of that. But you know, it, it, it's. He says it's no shock to anybody what Justin says, and they have those conversations, and I, I trust that, and I hope that is the case because it should be the case, and it sounded like it was the case um, from Getzio. We'll hear from a little bit, but I, what I would have asked Ryan Poles if I had a chance to, I would have said it seems like both the schemes and his instincts are making the game play the polar opposite of what he did last year. Is that by design? Because doesn't it seem like they're really trying to go the quarterback in the pocket thing. Like, are they doing that intentionally? Is that by design? I'd, I'd, I'd really like to know that. And Brad Biggs kind of gets close to it there towards the end. And he says that, no, they're just trying to, like, work on the, the balance of it and, and, but and all of that. But Fields has said, you know, the horizontal pass is a big part of the game plan. After the Packers game, he said after this game, he was like, you know, they want me in the pocket more. I got to be, in, you know, in the pocket more. They're coaching me to be in the pocket. So, like, I do think it's by design. I, I agree. Polls should say it. But I, I, my eyes tell me and Fields' words tell me over the course of two weeks that it's by design. Big piece of breaking news in the NFL, and we'll get right back to the Luke Getzey, but just Trayvon Diggs, who signed the $90 million contract as a corner for the Cowboys, maybe the best team in the NFL through two weeks, non-contact tore his ACL in practice. Oh, my God. Um, You know, this is a guy who two years ago had 11 interceptions in a season, had three last year, one of the best ball, uh, one of the best takeaway guys in the NFL. So huge story there for one of the best cornerbacks in football. It's not big enough of a story. That doesn't involve I know. either like perceived <laughs> coaching bus tossing or a surprise resignation and a and a seemingly mythical FBI raid. Right, yeah, so- did Trayvon Diggs get raided by the cops? <laughs> <laughs> right, Shane, as I'm saying. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Luke Getzey. All right, here's Luke Getzey on Fields' development, their relation, uh, relationship, and the voices in Justin's head. I think more of what he's reflecting on is just the process of the game. So when you play a guy like Coach Bowles, who, who's going to present a lot of different things, there's a lot of different procedurals that you have to handle before, you know, pre-snap before you get to go play the play. And that's where he's done a fabulous job, like from, from this point from last year to now like he handles that pre-snap stuff so well and uh like he's not getting caught off guard by stuff and so and then you take it from that point on and go play the play i think that that's come from playing it comes from the experience i think it's the job of the coach to give them the, the information let them uh, absorb it and then go out and practice it and try it and do it and each week and i think each week he handles it much better each and every week from this since the time that we've got here but it doesn't matter if you're coaching the quarterback or you're coaching the offensive line or tight end that's that is the key of the coach being able to diagnose what kind of person that you're coaching that their learning style 
you have to dial into that. And I think that's important with every single guy in that room. You guys always talk about moving forward. You always, everything is, you know, advancing, moving forward. But part of that is understanding where things went wrong and what needs to be corrected. What, in hindsight, do you wish you would have handled differently with Justin? Uh, in what regard? Well, uh, he's saying that he is essentially has been overcoached and has too much in his head. What, when you look back at the offseason and things like that, training camp, what would you have, in hindsight, wanted to handle differently with him? I don't so think, yeah, I don't think I'm not going to make a, an assumption of what he said. I'm going to reflect on what he actually said to me and what he said to our group and everything like that. So um, as far as that goes, it, it, uh, as Floose said, it's an open book. I mean, that, that, that relationship, the partnership that Floose and Justin has is amazing. And to be honest with you, Justin, myself, and Coach Chinoco, it's even better. And so that part of it is, is an everlasting journey. And we're going to continue to grind through that. Uh, we believe in the process that we're going through. Justin believes in the process that we're going through. And we're going to just gonna keep working and sticking together. And we're, it's going to keep getting better just as it has. And I know that the result isn't what we all want. I get that. That sometimes puts uh, added pressure on people. But we believe in it, and we're going to stick to it. And that's what we've talked about as an offensive unit. So, so you guys don't make changes, I guess, based Based on what he said yesterday, like, is it you just keep going with plan or do you augment based on some of the things that he said to us and apparently said to you guys as well? We always uh, reflect on what we talk about together always that 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 will never change uh it always has been and always will be but to say what goes on with whatever happens in here and that that's discussions that him and him him and flus can have about how to handle situations and stuff but we've always have and always will communication is critical and and it starts with uh coach flus and it trickles down to me and then it goes to the rest of the, uh, the offensive unit you mentioned that when you're not winning games pressure ratchets up how have you seen him handle it? And I mean, this isn't a normal week. Uh, <laughs> it's not? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it affect him? As his coach, what do you do to try to make sure he's good by Sunday? No. Justin, no. I mean, it's, he had a great day of practice yesterday. And I think as far as that part of it goes, I think it totally caught him off guard. And I think you saw his passion and reaction when we got back in the from the from the practice field and how he felt is he's such a, a a guy of high character and, and and is so passionate and he wants to win as much as anybody in the building but it's more important for him to be a, a, a man of character and I think that that part of it you know the fact that he felt like it got challenged bothered him more than anything else and so our relationship our partnership is outstanding I think that part of it we're going to continue to grow I have no questions about that Luke, can, you come to you, can you come to you and Andrew and address that before he came to talk to us in the locker room? No. The only time I ever found out about anything was after all of it had happened. So I didn't know about it until, I guess he went two different times, right? Yeah, so the first time I spoke to him about any of that stuff was after he handled both of those situations. What were your conversations like with him after Sunday's game? And he told uh, the media yesterday that he felt like he was playing robotic. Do you agree with that assessment? Like, what he said yesterday surprised you. Paul said he wasn't shocked by it. So what were your conversations like with him? No, I think the I think as we talk about his evolution, he's been becoming an NFL quarterback. And I think that part of it, that experience and that style of play, there's a few plays in the game that he wishes he had different reactions. And I think he, re you know, he refers to them as instincts and let his instincts take over, right? And that is real. That is what his, he has special talents. He has special instincts. And I think at the same time, when you want to throw a route, I, you know, the, the one play that everyone kind of talks about 
DJ kind of clap it on the backside or whatever because he was stuck on Moon, right? He, want, he wanted to throw that sail route to Moon, and Moon got disrupted because he was pressed. And so he was trying to give him an extra hitch, and then it just ended up taking a little bit too long. And so that's part of the evolution. Like, you know, you give him a hitch, you think he's going to win, you maybe give him one more, and then it's time to move on. And whether that's moving on in your progression or whether that's moving on with your feet, the protection was pretty good until the very, until he took a few too many hitches. And those are, type, those are the types of plays that we got to continue to get better at. We're, we work on them every single day here. We're working on pocket presence. We're working on those situations when it's time to go and it's time to progress. So that's the evolution of a quarterback. Do you appreciate, do you appreciate the weight of what, <laughs> what is on him at this stage? Well, I appreciate the fact that what we do for a living is important. And it, and it affects so many people, right? And so I think the cool part about it is you have an individual that cares that much, uh, as I do myself. And I think that that's why we connect so well. So that's Luke Getze. Uh, and they, again, hugged it out in front of uh, the cameras today in like a little joking way uh, to get to this. Man, there's so much to this story, man. Um, it, there is, because there's like the very basics of – quarterback development which are fascinating to you and me and and to a lot of our listeners and it's covered up by like the politics of it and the rumors of it and then the personal character of it the media aspect of it right there's a lot of layers here yeah and there's a huge spotlight on it i mean you know i've seen both of the tvs in here at times on it right this is this is mitch trubisky's got to turn the tvs off what do you make of this and this is separate from what Getsy said and we just we have a lot of things going on here but adam hogue tweeted this out in the last 20 minutes Bears cornerback Tyreek Stevenson said Matt Eberflus has yet to address the team about Allen Williams' departure. Quote, I don't know when that is going to happen. We're just focused on the main goal, and that's beating Kansas City, end quote. Stevenson said he found out about Williams' resignation yesterday, just like everyone else. He said he hasn't been asking questions because he's focused on having a better game than he did last week. Quote, just a little curious, but that's not my main goal right now. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't talked to the defense about it. Strikes me as you would have addressed it with them and said, "Look, I can't give you details, but we're going to be figuring this out, and I got your back." That kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm it, just a little surprised. Team meeting, not a full meeting, but was, why would players be in front of the media for a second time without hearing from their coach on the issue? Hey, guys, we're all out here on the practice field. We're going to go stretch here, but just gather around for one minute, take a knee. Uh, Alan Williams resigned. I'm sure you've all heard it by now. We're going to just wish him well, not comment. It's a private matter. I'm going to be calling the defense. We're going to figure it out. And this adversity is going to make us stick together. Any questions? No. Okay. Let's go. Let's get ready. Have a great practice and go out there against Kansas city and get a win. I'm surprised that that kind of thing hasn't right. 90 seconds. Little surprised. The team hasn't heard from Matt Eberflus on Alan Williams resigning midweek. That is a – it's just weird. All of this is weird. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the damage control, the PR, the crisis management of it, the lack of details, the, the secrecy, it's just a very, very weird story. I, 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 did you hear Luke Getze referring to Justin's relationship with Fluce a lot? in there like a little bit just a little bit more than you might have expected I did not I don't know whether that was in some of the questions or whether that's in relation to the fact that they watched the breakfast club together <laughs> yeah, or that did- relationship the partnership that Flus and Justin has is amazing and to be honest with you, Justin, myself, and Coach Chinoco, it's even better. And so that part of it is, is an everlasting journey. <laughs> Me and Luke Getze, one and the same. Give my man uh, Omar some extra, extra uh, treats tonight, and he should be good. I will. I will. Because, you know, he, the, the, the dog's love is, is completely everlasting. Ah! <laughs>
completely everlasting. It's not. I I hear everlasting journey, and I think of the never-ending story, and I think of the theme from the never-ending story, which I loved so much. Luke, Luke Getzey. An everlasting <laughs> journey. Uh, my feeling is that perhaps there, there is more to the story that I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, me too. I believe. <laughs> that was a great moment during our Bears report yesterday with Mark Grody, who will join us in studio at 5 o'clock. How, uh, about, how about Grody, by the way, in that Luke Getze chunk, asking what I think all of us have assumed, like, so is this going to lead to changes in the game plan? <laughs> and Getze won't answer that. He won't say it. He said everything. Every time we have a conversation, it might lead to things, but uh, I don't want to share that. You can. Uh, we're going to help Pat Tomasulo raise some money, and I'm sure he's got some thoughts on weird days at Hallis Hall. Pat Tomasulo before picks. Park at the Spiegel on the score.